that kind of comes down to what you want to do with your life. Like if you want to just be the person who doesn't really make an impact on the world and stays um like stays in your comfort zone, you might never fulfill that purpose or that potential. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today I have the pleasure to have Histon Gladney. He's a real estate agent and investor from Toledo, Ohio, and he's also a CrossFit practitioner and also a personal development lover. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing amazing. I mean, things are well. Um, a little cold here in really? um, Ohio, but yeah, things are going well. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself, about your story. Can you share me? So I graduated high school in 2018. Um, I'm 20. Um, I have been a real estate license. Um, I've been a real estate agent. I've been licensed for a year and a half. Um, and the reason I guess I got into that was more for, um, I was working as a mechanic. We were taking apart like big, uh, like steel mill, um, like motors and stuff like that. And I was greasy. Like my whole face was black and dirty. And, um, I was around like chemicals all the time. And I worked there for about eight months. And after that I was miserable. Um, and I was just not happy. So that's when I decided to like quit that job and just go get my license. Um, so that's kind of like a backstory of like the like recent um, stuff that's kind of happened. Do you want to go a little bit deeper? I was high school. I was the, the... tell me a little bit about, uh, about yourself. So we can go way back. Um, Please. So when I was born, um, I was born in March, uh, but I was born in December. So I was a uh, premature baby. Okay. Um, I was born at two pounds, um, very, very tiny. Um, I had to have heart surgery. Um, I have a giant scar on my back from that. And uh, the doctors told my mom that it was going to be a very small chance that I would live um, from that surgery. So from that, uh, me being so small, um, it caused me to have a lot of problems growing up. Um, I had a lisp, I had a lazy eye, I had a twitch, I had a stutter. Um, I mean, I was filled with problems. Um, I had Tourette's. Uh, so that kind of, that was very big. I think from, it probably affected me all the way up to high school, um, those problems. And like, obviously as the years went on, um, like I got them fixed. I wore like an eye patch on one eye to fix uh, my lazy eye. Um, I worked on my Tourette's, um, and kind of worked on that. And, um, in the recent years, in the last like two to three years, I've worked on my stutter, um, in, in my lisp a lot. Um, and that kind of all stemmed from me being premature. And then, um, also that came with a lot of like anxiety, uh, and a lot of other mental health problems. Um, so that's kind of like my way back story. And then leading into high school, um, I was the very um, insecure, like quiet kid. Um, I didn't really have find my place. Um, I didn't really 
have like those go-to friends until about senior year. Um, and I was that kid that was like a perfectionist to kind of cover up his um, insecurities. And I wanted to get perfect grades. I wanted to be kind of liked by everyone. Um, and then as we moved through high school, junior year, I kind of just gave up on school. Um, I really didn't enjoy it um, after mm -hmm. that. And I also played uh, lacrosse for 10 years. Um, so I was going to this specific high school to go play um, lacrosse in college. And then um, I had some offers um, and some things going on with that. Um, I got some offers from schools um, in the in the States and stuff like that um, in like Chicago and Michigan um, and leading up to junior year like I was super excited to go play and then as I went through high school more I was like I don't enjoy this and even if I was going to go to college to play that I I wasn't I was still paying like um, like $80,000 a year which was super expensive uh, they were giving me 20 grand but I was still paying 20 grand a year and the life outside of college for lacrosse, there's absolutely nothing that really leads me to uh, get into anything with lacrosse. Um, so after that senior year, um, I, I met some people that, that kind of thought like I did um, uh, in my high school, like one or two people. And those are kind of like my go-to friend senior year. I was sleeping class, like four to eight classes every day. I, I just didn't want to be there. Um, it, it was miserable. So then I left um, high school and I got into trades. Um, as I said, I worked um, as a mechanic. Um, and then I realized going through the trades that I didn't like working for someone else. Um, I don't like trading my time for money. Um, and then I'm here. I'm a uh, real estate agent and loving life. And love, love your story. And since the beginning, it seems, it seems now you were a fighter, man. It's like, since the beginning of your life, you are always fighting, always improving, or it's fighting for your life, or it's improving your vision, some of your skills, man. Really, whoa. Didn't have any idea. Uh, let's go. You were talking me uh, about the lacrosse. For the ones that don't know, because in Europe, I think that is not like, uh, we don't know a lot about that sport. Can you tell me first a little bit what it is and I want also to learn some lesson that you took from the lacrosse. Um, so lacrosse is basically, um, it's kind of like a mix of like hockey and football kind of, and some like soccer. So it's basically like it's hockey with a stick and a net. Okay. So you have like a net and then you have like a stick um, mm. that comes down from the net and then you like throw the ball um, like back and forth and you just try to score a goal. So it's 11 I believe it's 11 on 11 and um, there's uh, there's a defense and um, it's smaller than a football field. Um, and it's basically like uh, you just run the field and then you just pass the ball um, uh, like back and forth. And then you try to score um, and there's hitting. Um, you can like hit them like with their body. Uh, you can hit them with your stick. Um, mm -hmm. So it's pretty intense. I am imagine. I imagine. <laughs> it's a little bit like like a, uh, our football, your soccer, 
But yeah, yeah you have still the stick to to give it to the other guy. Uh, and exactly. some lesson that some lesson that you took from lacrosse. A big one. So, soft sophomore year, um, I got injured, and then um, I went into junior year thinking I I was going to play. And the whole season, the coaches kept telling me, like, you're going to play, you're going to get playing time. And every game, I would just ride the bench, and I wouldn't play. Um, and I was just not having fun. And so that what, that's what kind of, like, drove me to quit um, and stop playing. And I didn't play my senior year. <clears throat> um, and now when I look back on that, that's probably the best thing that could happen to me because if – If I would have had playing time, I probably would have loved it. And then I would probably be in college right now playing lacrosse. Um, so I've realized that things happen for a reason. They, you might not realize it in the moment. It might suck in the moment, but there's a reason why it is happening to you. And most things that are not fun or not enjoyable in the moment actually shape you and kind of guide you on the path to where you're going. And I love that. Let's go from <laughs> there. You. Let's go from there. I love what you mean by that. What you mean? Let's talk a little bit about that. What you mean that the things that you don't enjoy, it's maybe the things that will shape you as a, a better human being, if you can say. Can you talk me a little bit more about that? Um, I think from a growing standpoint, I think the only way to really grow is to be uncomfortable. Um, and that uncomfortableness comes from doing things that you're not used to or that you don't really want to do. And then I think a lot of the stuff that we have planned out in our heads, like we plan things, we plan our whole life out thinking something's going to go some way. And if it doesn't fit that exact plan, we, we think like our whole life's over when, when actually that was exactly what is supposed to happen. But since we have this like straight, like 100% plan in our, um, in our head, even it, like, even if it's the right thing that was supposed to happen, we think it's the wrong thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I completely understand you and agree because we always expect that the sun will rise tomorrow, you yeah. know? And yeah, I think yeah, with this, uh, come like with, uh, with our current situation with the, the COVID, um, it comes to learn exactly what you were saying. Like, yeah. Sometimes we make plans to, to, to like big plans, five years, 10 years. And sometimes we have just to adapt to, to, to the present. And <laughs> I, I like, because you were talking, you touching in, in a subject that I like to, to talk with my guests. Uh, do you believe in having a purpose, a uh, meaning in life? I think we have, I don't, I think we do have a purpose, um, but I think I think we have, um, I guess, a lot of potential to make something happen. Um, I think with that potential, I think that just um, that kind of comes down to what you want to do with your life. Like, if you want to just be the person who doesn't really make an impact on the world and stays, um, like stays in your comfort zone you might never fulfill that purpose or that potential um i think we are all gifted with with certain gifts and certain things that we are good at and that we gravitate towards 
and that we can use those things to impact the world and, and change other people's lives. But if you never get outside um, of your comfort zone and like go after those things or push, like push towards those things to actually find out like, what am I good at and what am I not? Um, you are never going to really find out what your full potential is or like what my like real purpose is in life. Totally agree with you. And tell me, what is yours? I think mine is to impact as many people that I can in a positive way. And I really think with my experience in mental health and me getting through a lot of mental health challenge, challenges, I really think um, one of my big purposes is to help people with their mental health and guide them and put a different perspective on what they're really going through. Um, I think as we talked about, like with my past, I've been through a lot. And I think the reason why I went through a lot of that stuff is to now, as I get older, help people going through that stuff um, and kind of just change people's lives in a positive aspect. Um, if that is in a mental health way, if that's in a, if that's in a business way, like I'm, I'm all about helping people and just, um, in like any way possible, if that's professional, if that's in your personal life, um, I am big on pushing people to find their full potential. And I think it's beautiful, man. It's, and like I, I used to say to my guests, if you can change one person's life, man, it's already mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, I think it's beautiful, a beautiful purpose. And now if, if you want, uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of your mental challenge that you passed through to, for the people, Definitely. because somebody it's passing for the, from the same problem, you know, for sure. I, um, I actually love to talk about my, Please. um, my mental for that reason. because like, you never know how, like I could say something and it could affect someone in a way that, that, that I never imagined. Um, so I guess kind of um, some like background context. I struggled a lot with anxiety <clears throat> and depression. Um, some of uh, like OCD type symptoms as well. Um, and I've been going to therapists for, I've probably seen 15 to 20 therapists. Um, and they really didn't help me. Um, it seemed like Every time I would go to a therapist, they would just like tell me something and then it just wouldn't help. And what I've kind of realized why um, they, why it actually wasn't helping. So I take a very different approach on mental health. Now um, I look at mental health as be, as we are always trying to like run away from these thoughts and these bad feelings we have, but we should actually be embracing them. And the, more we try to get rid of those thoughts and feelings, the more they're going to come back. But when you just actually let those thoughts and feelings be there while you're living the life you want to live, um, there's no more problems. Um, so I guess the therapist I was going to was always when I had a, a compulsion to get rid of this guilty feeling that I had, um, I would do the compulsion and it would give me very short relief and then another guilty feeling would come back and then I'll do the compulsion and then another guilty feeling would come back. So it was just, a, it was just a constant loop that I felt like I could never get out of. Um, and I was in a very, very dark place a couple years ago and I found this guy, his name's Mark Freeman. Um, he's on YouTube. 
Um, I think his YouTube is Mark A. Freeman. Um, I will uh, send it over to you. Um, but he completely changed my life. He really saved my life. I was in a very dark place. I really didn't want to be alive anymore. Um, and he said that same thing. He's like, he's like, it's okay to let your thoughts and your feelings be there. It's, he kind of gave the um, analogy of clouds. He's like, if you see a certain shaped cloud in the sky and you don't like it, are you going to change your, your whole entire mood just because you saw a cloud you didn't like? And he was like, you shouldn't be doing that with your thoughts and feelings just because a, um, like a guilty thought or like a guilty um, feeling pops up in your brain. Um, that doesn't mean your whole entire day can change. It can be there um, and you can continue to live your life. And um, I kind of like to give the analogy um, with the Joker and, um, and uh, um, Batman. And when Batman's beating the crap out of the Joker and he's just sitting there laughing, um, at some point, there's not, there's no more pain Batman can do to the Joker because he's just sitting there just laughing and just taking it. And that's how, that's how I kind of look at mental health is that your brain's going to keep, keep throwing up these thoughts and these feelings. And all it wants is you to do those compulsions. That's all it wants. And if you just watch it and you watch it and you watch it at some point, the brain's going to be like, I can't do anything else to make him do these compulsions. Um, I'm just going to like, um, like stop or I'm going to keep trying and he's just going to keep um, just like watch him go by. And I've realized the more you give into those compulsions, the more they're going to come back. And the, um, for me, the more miserable I was. I think first of all, for sharing and, and thank you. And like, like you said it, it's, like you, you have the thoughts because I think every at first everybody has bad thoughts, like you know, and it's like you're saying having the thoughts and having the acceptation that it's just a bad thought and it, it will pass through you. You know, it's not yeah. let's not make the cloud change our day. You know, like like you were saying, and uh, I love I love the metaphor. And how do you think that? you can improve if, if, if somebody is in the same situation than you were a couple of years ago, which advice you will give to, to them? Uh, Self-awareness, I think is huge. Um, that's why I'm in the place I am now. Um, Self-awareness, basically. <clears throat> um, before, when I didn't, when I didn't have a lot of self-awareness, I was reacting. I would, A, thought would come up or a feeling would come up, I would, um, I would feel it. And then instantly I would react. How can I get rid of this feeling? And every time it was just me reacting, like reacting to feelings, reacting to thoughts. Um, and then as I built up my self-awareness, I would, um, be aware of these thoughts. I'd be okay. Um, I am feeling a very angry feeling or I'm feeling a sad feeling. Um, and it can just be there. But if you're not self-aware, you are just reacting instead of um, being aware of things and just letting them be there. You're just reacting over and over and over. Um, and that's what's really changed my life on a 
not just a mental health, just like um, my life as a whole is mm -hmm. self-awareness is huge. I love it because you have also let's go also because I took a quote that you had in your Instagram saying like self-awareness, it's like a superpower. I love that quote. It is. It's really, really <laughs> nice. And Thank how you. do you think that we can develop that superpower, man? I think, so for me, it started, um, I would sit down in a chair and I would sit there and I wouldn't move. And um, I would, first I would work on noticing the small urges, like if I had an itch or if I had to go to the bathroom or if I had to sneeze, um, I would sit in the chair, I wouldn't uh, move. And even if I had that feeling, I would just sit there. And, and obviously as you start, um, you are going to give in to those urges, but the more you practice that, um, the more you just sit there and um, like, as it comes up, you'll be more and more um, aware of it, the more you practice. And then you just feel it. You just feel the feeling and you sit in the chair. And then, I mean, um, starting small like that, because you can't go from no self-awareness to trying to feel the most guilty feeling in the world where you feel um, uh, like your life's going to end. So you have to start very, very small and then build up slowly. And I found that's for me was a really big of starting with the small urges. I mean, like, even if it's um, even just starting by being aware of it, like if you're, if you're sitting in the chair and you're feeling, um, feeling an itch and you're aware of the feeling, and then let's say you do it. And then the next time you, you sit down and you're aware of it for 10 seconds more than you were last time. And, and then you give into it. So like, it's a small building without judging yourself is huge. Man, I love it. I love the idea. Like, like you said, <clears throat> it's like going to the gym. You don't start like with 120, we call it in, in Europe kilos, you know, you start like yeah. small step by step, you know, like, Like you were saying, you know, you, you don't want to become a Jedi in one day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will say it. And uh, how do you describe uh, your mindset now? Calming. Sorry? Um, uh, um, calming. Calming. Like calm. Um, I think... For me, I can go through almost anything and I'm going to just be aware of it happening and I'm going to continue. Um, that's why, as I said, like it bleeds over into other places of life, um, especially business, because I mean, as you know, you're putting yourself in uncomfortable situations all the time. And if, if you um, are just going to feel a very uncomfortable feeling and run away from that, you are never going to grow. Um, And as I become more self-aware, the more calm I will be in those scenarios. Um, in my brain, it might be absolutely crazy, like terrible thoughts, but I'm, I'm not going to be like shaking or um, like scared. I'm going to be thinking those thoughts and being very calm because I'm going to be confident in my ability to get this done or at least do the best I can um, before I would think those thoughts in a very uh, like uncomfortable scenario and I would be freaking out like I'll be shaking um but now I'm just like at peace um 
I kind of like to call it uh, like you're in a joyful state. No matter what's happening around you, you are going to be enjoying the moment. If it's happy feelings, sad feelings, um, if your business is, um, is failing, if you're doing something amazing, you're just going to stay at this constant level of I'm just in the moment and I'm loving what I'm doing. Man, I love it. I love it. Just, yeah, being in the moment. But yeah, I think like it's something that we have again to to develop that that kind of 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 I don't know mind mindset if you can yeah. say because we are so used to to think about the future. Being, I have to answer to you to them like and just enjoying the moment. You know, like I was listening to somebody like just being a little bit like more like a dog or a cat. You know. If you see like a dog or a cat, they are like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And at the beginning, you, you were saying when you were talking about real estate, you were saying that you didn't want to trade uh, your time for money. I love that sentence. And why you say uh, that? I can be doing a lot more things with my time that are valuable than just working for someone else and I guess for me it was not being like I didn't want to be average like there's a lot more things I can be doing with my time um and you, you can only do so much like um you can only make so much if you're trading time because time's the only thing that we can't get back um but when you're not trading your time for money you're you're trading res like results for money so you could have like in the real estate world, I could have um, like, like four buyers who want to buy a house at the same time and they could all close on the same day and I could make 10 to $20,000. Um, and it's not, it's not determined on how much time I spent with those buyers. It's determined, did we close on a house or did we not? So there's a lot, there's a lot more flexibility. I think when you're not trading time for money, um, there's a lot more you can do. You can reach, so much more potential because you're just not sitting there just like watching the clock go by or or um like waiting for like a lunch break or like waiting like to go to the bathroom to play on your phone um and it just i guess not wanting to just be average um and just trade my time for money and then just wait for like for fridays or wait for this i i want to make an impact and the way to do that is um spending time on things that I really want to do. Let's talk about some of the things that you really love to do. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What you really love to do? I love helping people. Um, I think, I think that's what really drives me is um, with, with everything is I want to be there to help people. Um, not to the point where where it's hindering me, but I want to like be able to have connections where I'm, if, if someone needs something, I have a connection instantly. Um, and I think just being able to see, see other people happy is a huge, is a huge motivator for me. Um, I love real estate. Um, I, I like real estate for the um, ability to help people. They're making the biggest financial decision um, of their life. 
A lot of people are not educated on that process. I love to educate people um, on the buying process and the selling process and um, what they're doing. And then obviously the, the money is very good in being an agent and being um, an investor. Um, I love personal development and growing and just slowly getting better. Um, and I like CrossFit. So, I mean, I'm very, uh, I'm a very simple person. Man, for me, simple is good, you know, like you don't need <laughs> a lot to be a happy person. Like let's go a little bit in the real estate. You want to give some tips for maybe some buyers, sellers, investors that we can use uh, there in the United States and also here in Europe. You know? Because it, I know that there are different markets. So yeah. if you can give me I mean, some I think tips. On the buying side, it's super mm -hmm. important to be educated on the process. Okay. Um, I like to educate my clients on, okay, like from start to finish, this is exactly what's going to happen. Here, here are the steps. Here's what to expect in those steps. Here is what, um, where the money is coming from. Here's what you're paying for. <clears throat> um, and here are the connections that, that um, I can give to you that will help you in the process. So I think being educated because when you are educated, you're comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you're going to be happy. And that's going to make a very good transaction. Um, I think staying patient is huge. Don't walk into one house and say you love it. Um, and then without seeing a couple other houses, because you don't want to be overwhelmed by the starting process of buying a home. Um, and then get into the home six months later and be like, I actually don't like this. I was just super um, excited about actually buying a home. Um, so I think patience and education is huge on the buying side. On the selling side, I think it's huge to um, not put emotion into selling your home. When you put emotion um, into selling your home, that you take stuff personal. Like if someone submits an offer $10,000 lower than you're asking, you are going to get very, very attached and very, very hurt by that and take that very personal. Um, and I think having a real expectation of what is my house actually worth, not what do I think it's worth. Um, I see a lot of, a lot of sellers saying, I want to sell my house for this much because, um, I put like, um, like I put, uh, put, like these floors in here and I painted the house and um, like my grandma um, like lived in this house and but taking that away and actually just looking at the numbers like okay here are the comps in the area that my house is worth um, where do you think your house fits in these comps and this is what we're going to list it for um, so I think that's huge um, on the selling side and the, on the investing side I think um, education as well um, educating yourself on different ways to invest your market. What is my end goal? Do I want to be financially free? Um, is this just a, like a little side income that I want, figure out what you want and then what numbers do I need to reach my goal? Um, and then again, staying patient, not just jumping on the first um, investment property you find, uh, looking at multiples and making sure you're finding the best deal in that area. Man, great for me, great tips for every, every field, for like if you and some of them commons i will say like research you have to do your research yeah 
know how much the value of the market that you want to buy be patient like and i will take and don't get attached to the, the like if you are the seller don't get attached it's <laughs> you know don't get it don't get emotional i think they, they are yeah. great great advice uh thank you no no great no man and it's something simple but you can use it like in each part i think that every everyone that listened now can use it uh, i like to also talk a little bit about daily habits um morning routines night routines do you have some of that i do not i that's something um, i need to work on personally is getting up at the same time every day um, I need to start eating a little bit healthier than I am. Um, that's one part where I'm kind of lacking in right now that I know I need to kind of crack down on waking up earlier in the morning than I am, eating healthier, working out consistently. Um, yeah, I don't really have any mm-hmm. right now at the moment, no. which is, yeah. No, but it's no, 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 no. And you don't have to like, if you work like that, I just like to, to understand sometimes yeah. some common points that the people have. I like, I like, I think that is interesting. And uh, another quote that you had in your Instagram that uh, I love it. It was being vulnerable. It's a strength. Like, I love it. Can you talk a little bit more about that, please? I think being when you're vulnerable, you're going to be more authentic. And when you're authentic, people can pick up on that. And when you're trying to hide something from people, like if you're really, really dealing with something or you're very, very insecure about something and you're trying to hide it, people can pick up on that instantly. And then you start to get defensive or you start to get angry. Um, because you are trying to hide something or because you don't want to embarrass yourself. But if you just talk to it, like, uh, like talk about it or embrace it or work on it in, in instead of denying that you have the problem, um, <clears throat> life just becomes a lot more peaceful because you're not always trying to hold up this status or you're not trying to hide stuff from people or be defensive. Um, and then on the mental health part, I think it's ginormous because especially men, I think don't don't talk about what they're dealing with because the stigma of they have to be strong and tough and um, uh, like men don't cry and stuff like that. And I think the more we talk about our problems, the more we're going to get, we're going to get it fixed and the more you're going to get different perspectives on it. Um, so I think talking about what you're dealing with in any portion of your life is huge because then you're not, you're not defensive and you're not insecure because you, because you, you know, you have a problem and you were talking about it. So you're not trying to be like defensive about it. You're like open. You're like, you're like, listen, I am dealing with this problem. I need your help. How can I fix it? And I want to understand how to actually improve instead of um, just denying to myself all the time that I actually have this problem. And, and and like what what I see that is in common. First, I love it. It's the self awareness, like in the habits, like the habits that you know. I don't have it yet, but I have to. It's something that I have to improve on. You have always that self awareness that that I love it. Like, and I think yeah, it's 
it's the base if you if you know yourself your needs what you have to improve it's you know your way you know your path yeah. i think it's like great and um, tell me what is your definition of uh, success i think <clears throat> i think as a whole striving to be a better person every single day um, without judging yourself about the downfalls because they are a part of you getting to the part where you want to be. Um, I've, for me, I've, I've had a, a little bit of a hard time kind of defining success myself um, in, in the past years because like I didn't really know because I was kind of tying it to like material things or like accomplishments. But now I'm like moving in the right direction and just being in that joyful state that I mentioned all the time while striving for your goals. If you, if you accomplish them or not, you are still on that process and you're still enjoying the ride. Mm -hmm. Focus on a journey. Like, like man, totally right. It's like, super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we are also like, like, I think we, we, we want the, the, the instant and pleasure, you know, like, I want the phone now. I know I want to win now. I want the burger now. You know, we don't, <laughs> we don't wait for the gratification, you know, in the long run, you know, and I think yeah, that is I, so important. I think instant gratification leads to a lot of unhappiness. Um, I think in almost every case, obviously you have to um, enjoy yourself sometimes, but I think a lot of the times instant gratification leads to a lot of unhappiness. Um, if you're not, if you're not willing to put that aside to um, achieve something better, I don't think for me personally, I, when I go into a lot of stuff that gives me instant, um, instant gratification, I feel very unfulfilled after I partake in those activities. Um, and then when I'm striving toward a goal and knowing, hey, in 10 years, I'm going to um, accomplish this, I am very happy and very fulfilled because I know I'm moving towards something that's going to better me in the future. And I think it's, it's like, and you are so right. And how do you think that we can change that mindset, man? Like don't expect so much the, 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 the instant and gratification and go for the long run doing the marathon, you know? I think from the instant gratification part, I think a lot of people expect things. Um, They expect, like, if you're going to a meeting with someone, they expect to get business. Um, if you're going, if you're doing something like, they expect a lot um, in the short term, um, which they expect that to bring them happiness, and it doesn't. And then they just get in this loop of always chasing that next high or that, um, that like, next happiness. And I think it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is huge. Um, if you're not comfortable with those negative feelings or if you're not comfortable dealing with your own thoughts, um, like being alone and like having the, the, like, the like inside chatter in your head, you are always going to be thinking, how can I get rid of these, uh, these thoughts? How can I chase happiness? How can I get um, that, that, like this next high? And I think um, it, it goes back to self-awareness when, 
Like you're always chasing that next high and you're always chasing that next compulsion because you don't want to deal with what you're dealing with now. Um, and I think it, it also has a lot to do with um, you're trying to like make other people happy and trying to like live for other people. Um, and that's also very draining and very unfulfilling because like you feel good in the moment, but then like when you lay down in your bed at night, when it's just you, you know what, what you're really doing. Like you're really living life for other people and that you're just trying to hide that when you're out in like the real world. And then for like the, the like marathon part, I think it's, it's really all about working on, working on that self-awareness, working on dealing with those feelings um, and those thoughts and just being okay with who you are in that moment, but also striving to be better beautiful and like again like the self-awareness that you have to have it's i think it's it's if i have to point a point of this conversation it's that part man be self self-aware of yourself like and work on it you know like spend yeah. time with your with you you know like i think it's really nice and talking a little bit about legacy what is the legacy that you want to leave behind i want to be I guess one of the kindest, nicest, hardworking um, entrepreneurs of all time. Like I want to be like one of the greats, but I want to do it kind of like Gary Vee does it. Um, if you know who he is, um, I kind of, I would have that. Like I want to be known as this ambitious, hardworking, um, like I get shit done and um, I get results, but I'm also very kind and I'm willing to spend my time helping people or doing stuff that might not directly benefit me, but I know it's going to um, help other people. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me is I want to be known as a hardworking person, but also a very, very kind and very, very um, nice person. And I think it's a beautiful legacy, man. And a beautiful is an um, example to follow up, like kindness and hardworking, man. Like I think really two great qualities. And, uh, with the time that we are passing now with the corona, which which advice you will give for the persons that are passing uh, through some mental problem? I think it's first coming to the realization that it's always going to be something. Um, if it's not COVID, it's, it's um, about the presidential election. If it's not about that, it's about um, something that's going on at your workplace. If it's not that, it's about the anxiety that you're facing um, when you're doing something else. I think realizing that that it's it's always going to be something. Like you are always going to be chasing that. Like you're always going to be chasing that certainty that everything's going to be all right. And the only way to fix that, in my opinion, is being okay with the uncertainty. And the more uncertainty that you can carry the happier you are going to be. Um, and I think that's really huge because I think a lot of people don't really realize that, okay, um, I'm very anxious about this COVID scenario. And once this is over, everything's going to be great. And then they don't realize that when it's over, they're just going to jump to one next thing. And then the next thing, and then they're going to look back on their life 30 years later and be like, oh my gosh, I, I've just been this ball of stress and anxiety. Um, like, and, and I'm not really happy because I'm always worrying about like, like what's that next thing going to be? 
Man, I think it's yeah. You are so right. It's it's just being certain, like you say, in the uncertainty. It's like that that you say. Yeah, I love it. And again, how do you think that we can develop that that kind of mindset? Because it's just become more calm. Uh, I think for the uncertainty, put yourself in situations that you know are going to make you very, very uncertain. Um, I guess an example of that could be like, uh, like if you're afraid to speak um, in public or if you're afraid to like order food or stuff like that, I think forcing yourself to do that and then realizing that everything is going to be okay. Like, okay, like I am super nervous to, to like order um, like this hamburger and then you, and then you order it and you're like, wow, that actually wasn't that bad. And, and it, it always goes back to that self-awareness. I think it's super important because once you're aware of that, you can, you can use it in every aspect of your life. Um, like if you're dealing with this COVID stuff, um, if you're very, very anxious and you are self-aware about it, you're going to be, okay, I am very, very anxious about this now, but I know when this passes, there's just going to be a next thing. So we're going to just be okay in this moment because I know that I can't control it and nothing's going to change by me worrying. I'm going to be, I guess, um, I'm going to embrace the the um, uncertainty and no matter what happens, I know I'm going to be okay. And great advice. Like two main points, expose yourself to something that you don't like to do and being okay, accept what you cannot control. And I yeah. think it's like, we can start working for that. Uh, Tell me a little bit about projects that uh, that you are doing, some new projects that you want to share with me, with the listeners and viewers. If you have something I guess new. Projects. Uh, I don't really have, I mean, like, like big things in the work, I guess like it's just me just doing kind of the same stuff that I'm doing now. Um, stay consistent with generating leads, me being an agent. Um, I guess like a goal of mine hmm. for the, for the agent side is I want to, I want to do $2 million of sales by July 31st um, of next year. So I guess like, that's kind of like a, like a project or a goal that I'm working on. And then I want to uh, look to buy another rental property. Um, I have one right now. I want to look to buy um, another rental property um, sometime uh, mid next year. Um, and then just really just staying consistent with what I'm doing now and just trying to improve and, um, get better and just keep like networking with people. I think networking for me has really generated all my business. Like I've networked with a ton of people in the um, like Toledo area. I've, I've networked with people in Florida, in LA, um, New Jersey, New York, a couple of you, a couple people from, um, from Canada. So um, it just really just staying consistent with what I'm doing now. Man, really nice. And I, I love that part. Like, it's uh so let's say your idea it's it's to 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 be uh 
a rich dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody read the book, if not, like rich dad, poor dad, a nice. Reader. I love that book. And so your idea is becoming uh, your income coming from 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 your assets, like and yeah, your exactly. assets being your properties. I I would like um, as I get uh, more experience and um, I start making some more income, I would like to partner with other people in different industries. Like I want to I want to be just like I guess like a businessman and um, like I'm just like entrepreneur, like just get into like, like a bunch of different, um, like industries, mm -hmm. uh, like partnering with people and just having, uh, many streams of income come in. Um, and I think that's probably one of my longer term goals is to just, to just keep slowly like making connections and just building that up for me. I love it. And also you were talking about networking, uh, out you already understood that is something important for you and how do you think that you can start and develop your networking different areas like how, how, how you did it i um social media for me has been huge um i think a lot of these people that that you think are are not going to respond are going to like i reached out to a girl her name's taylor price she's on tiktok she's about uh She bought like stocks and finance. She had 500,000 followers on TikTok. I went to her, um, her um, Instagram and I reached out to her. I said, hey, I would love to connect with you. Um, I love what you're doing. And we jumped on a Zoom call. No, a, yeah, a Zoom call about three months ago. And then she connected me to a real estate agent in, in LA. He has like 2 million followers on TikTok. Um, and then we talked and like, it's just been, really just reaching out and just saying like, Hey, um, I, I love what you're doing. I would love to connect. Um, like, and just jump on a call for like 20 minutes and realizing that those people that you think are not reachable are actually very, very reachable. Um, and just, I guess like just start like reaching out. Like if you find someone that has that same mindset that you do and you guys think you guys can have a very good conversation, just reach out to them. It like, If that is leaving a comment um, on his TikTok being like, hey, um, like I would love to jump on a call if that's DMing him. Um, and I think social media for me has been huge for the local networking with generating leads through LinkedIn or if that's networking with people in America, in Canada, um, in Europe. Um, it's been huge for me and a very enjoyable process because I get to talk to people with that like-minded mindset who want to build something and be ambitious. So it's very, um, it's very uh like enjoyable talking to people and i love it and i love i love your mindset and the way that you approach it just because it can be in real estate and outside of it you know just connecting with different people like and like all over the world now like yeah almost yeah i love it and um do you read do you do you listen to some podcasts i've been getting into reading a little bit i'm reading thinking uh think and grow rich right now um It's, it's a very good book. Before that, I was huge into podcasts. Um, I like, um, I like a guy, his name's Ed Milet. If you know who he is, no, he's a very influential, um, a very powerful speaker. Um, he has a podcast. He brings on guests that have done some amazing things. Um, 
So I listen to Ed Milet's podcast. I listen to Gary Vee um, a lot. Like he's like my go-to person. Um, and then I also listen to uh, Bigger Pockets, which is a real estate investing podcast. Okay. Perfect. I will put after the names in the in the description of the video. Uh, no, and I love it also because I, I see you using... Uh, going a little bit back social media in the nice way as, as a real estate agent, you are starting. That is something that you are starting to, to, to trying to, if we can say to develop your personal brand also. And I love that. I really, really like that. What Thank is you. the best way to, for the people to find you and to contact you? It is Easton Gladney, E-A-S-T-O-N-G-L-A-D-N-E-Y. Um, all one word on every single social media platform. Perfect. And tell me one thing. Uh, give me one tip to make the world a better place. I think the more self-aware everyone is, the more kind we're, we're going to be to people. Um, I think the the more that you put your ego aside and you're, and you just live the life you want to live, no matter what you're feeling or what you're thinking, I think we're all just going to be super kind to people because we're not trying to impress anyone. We're not trying to um, like, uh, like be more dominant. We're not trying to like um, hide our insecurities. We're just living the life we want to live. And that's going to bring out so much more kindness in people versus acting on our ego and trying to, I guess, like belittle people or act cool. And beautiful advice. Any last advice or thoughts that you want to share with me or with and the listeners and viewers? I think a huge one is just, is just keep moving forward and just keep going. Um, it might be rough now, but, things are things are going to get better and improve um just keep just keep pushing forward and just keep improving listen thank you so much for the opportunity guys don't forget to go to Easton instagram give him a hello and <laughs> don't forget to follow us also in the social media and a great day to everybody thank, thank you. you so much man for having me on <laughs>